Hello, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry, and this is Week 15's Constitution Segment Recap. I'm going to be sharing some uh, information with you, so let's go ahead and get right on into it today. So every week, in case you're new, every week I do a Constitution Segment Recap. Uh, this week's topic that aired uh, at noon on Tuesday was the opinions of the newest United States Supreme Court Justice, the Michigan governor's newest lawsuit regarding uh, individual rights, and what the Constitution says about it all. This is just a simple recap, so to hear the full discussion uh, and um, all the, the citations and sources and um, everything else, please watch the full episode, number 15. Uh, you can find that on YouTube, on Rumble, and uh, our Facebook page. This week on Tuesday, I asked, as I always do, a true or false question. It's Tuesday's true or false. This week, I asked you to say whether it was true or false that the Michigan Constitution protects an unborn child's right to life and not a woman's right to abortion. So in order to understand what the answer to that question would be and all the reasons behind it, you might be, first of all, wondering why does this even matter? Well, I mentioned uh, the bigger reason being the timing of this discussion and, um, well, the fact that this is Easter, where we are um, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus and, and eternal life that we can find in him. But uh, in, in the context of what's happening in the world and why does this matter right now, uh, we talked about it for a few reasons, with uh, the first one being the comments from the newest U.S. Supreme Court justice that the uh, Roe v. Wade case is a settled point of federal law. Lots of problems with that. Uh, of course, Governor Whitmer's newest case that she has filed in the Oakland County Circuit Courts, uh, asking the court to get involved and make some declarations on the topic of abortion. And uh, I didn't mention this in Tuesday's video, but it is also the uh, one of the underlying factors of timing here. There is something called Reproductive Freedom for All, which is a constitutional amendment petition, a petition to change the Michigan state constitution to uh, account for uh, the right to um, have an abortion. So <laughs> we've talked about this many times. This is just the overview, but a reminder that despite what the newest U.S. Supreme Court justice says, case precedent is not law. Federal level, state level, you name it, doesn't matter. Case law is not law. It's just precedent. Um, we can look to the uh, legislative powers that are given specifically to Congress or state legislatures and um, the fact that there is a separation of powers, which I guess is strongly implied in the U.S. Constitution, but explicitly stated in the Michigan State Constitution. And those constitutional provisions are on the screen for you now. 
this right, this supposed right, uh, as the newest U.S. Supreme Court justice claims, it, it is not settled by any uh, stretch of the imagination, um, especially uh, in Michigan. And uh, just looking at, I mean, we talked about a variety of different ways and reasons why it's not settled, but uh, just looking for the statutes or the cases or the constitution parts that we talked about this week, I have included on the screen the ones that are specifically brought up by Governor Whitmer in her um, uh, filing that she made last week in Oakland County Circuit Court whose rights are involved in an abortion? Well, anytime that we look at, you know, what's the point of a constitution segment recap, right? We're talking about parts of the constitution and the constitution does one of two things. It number one, limits the powers and authorities given to the government. And number two, it bolsters and protects and secures and defends the individual liberties that we have. So whose interests or whose rights? Well, you have that of the mother, uh, obviously, you have that of the child. You have that of the state or society. And I say that loosely because really, and I, I kind of glossed over this point, uh, even though I've said it many times before, the government or um, the state doesn't have rights, but they do have an interest in protecting certain rights. And uh, often forgotten would be the rights of a father. So can an abortion, excuse me, can an unborn child have rights? Uh, where do we look for that answer? Well, number one, we talked about the fact that our rights are given to us by God and protected by the U.S. and Michigan constitutions. To see that, we can go to the U.S. Um, Constitution preamble that we the people created our Constitution to secure the blessings of liberty, blessings given to us by none other than God. Also noted in the Michigan preamble, the Michigan Constitution preamble that we the people of the state of Michigan, grateful to Almighty God for the blessings of freedom and earnestly desiring to secure these blessings undiminished, to ourselves and our posterity, do hereby ordain and establish this constitution. But also, the um, First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution doesn't say anything about separation of church and state, but it does say that Congress shall make no law pro uh, prohibiting the free exercise of religion. And Michigan's state constitution, Article 1, Section 4, says that every person shall be at liberty to worship God according to the dictates of his own conscience. And uh, Article 8, Section 1 very clearly lays out that religion, morality, and knowledge are necessary to good government and the happiness of mankind. So which rights are involved in an abortion? And I guess I'm going to say this for those of you who may have just been listening uh, instead of looking at the screen before this of all of the stuff that I might be uh, putting out on this topic. This is the one video that you're probably going to want to go back and watch and see it on your probably a computer screen or tablet or something a little bit bigger so you can read what the slides are uh, that I'm presenting to you today. And I'm glossing over it a little bit more. Again, this is a recap, but also 
as the recap goes, it's in writing in front of you if you're watching the screen. So uh, anyway, just a little heads up about that. And I'm going to go in there and uh, give me a second here. I'm just going to remove our logo so it's easier to read. Um, and I'm going to take a pause because I noticed we had uh, several comments on uh, YouTube already. Um, Okay. Well, uh, Jane, you will be uh, happy to know that I'm discussing some of your comments and uh, points there. Uh, well, I discussed some of them in Tuesday's full episode, but I will, of course, be going over that again in uh, Sunday's Biblical Insight, essentially recap for this week, even though most weeks it'll stand alone. All right. So which rights are involved in abortion? So in terms of talking about the types of rights, well, we have the right to health and life. Uh, those, of course, being involving uh, the mother's right to health and life and that of the child's. Uh, a right to privacy, especially those um, you know, like Whitmer are arguing that a mother has this um, privacy right and that abortion, the right to an abortion falls under the right to privacy. Uh, due process. Those that have due process implications here would be the mother, the child, and the father. Uh, equal protection of the law, that of the mother, the child, and the father. So in the more expanded version of which rights are involved in an abortion, if we look at the right of the mother and the child uh, with regard to health and to life, uh, we can look to Michigan State Constitution Article 4, Section 51 that says the legislature shall pass suitable laws for the protection and promotion of public health. Certainly, if we're going to promote or protect the public health that, that means necessarily that we must protect life. If we have to protect health, you can't have health if you don't have life. Further, with a right to privacy, as Governor Whitmer and I'm sure many others before her have argued, uh, this right to uh, an abortion as, as a privacy right, she says, is found in those unenumerated rights. And then she brings up Article 1, Section 23 of the Michigan Constitution and the Ninth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. But what she fails to say, her analysis on all of it is spot on. You know, uh, she brings up the reasons why and talks about, you know, that our rights, um, you can't possibly uh, put down into writing all the rights that we, the people, have retained. Uh, and she kind of skips over the part that it's because they're given to us by God and not the government. We kept all of our rights that God gave us and uh, we're only um, giving up essentially what we have said uh, and in the manner we have said that we would do so in the Constitution in order to come together as a society. But um, she talks about those unenumerated rights. And the thing is, if it's God that gave us the unenumerated rights and God tells us you shall not kill, why is it that, and all those other provisions that we talked about um, coming straight out of the Bible, um, why is it that she would think that 
the, the unenumerated natural rights given to us by God somehow would include the right to kill an unborn child. I just, I don't understand. She doesn't explain it. She just says it just is, but it is not. Uh, we don't have the right to kill others. It's as simple as that. Which rights are involved in uh, a right to abortion? If you continue the discussion and go to the due process of law, uh, again, the due process of law exists for mother, child, and father. And uh, we can see that the wording is essentially the same, whether you're looking at the Fifth Amendment, the 14th Amendment uh, to the U.S. Constitution, or Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 17, which Gretchen Whitmer also talks about in her pleadings with the court last week, that no person shall be de deprived life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And as we discussed in detail, how are the unborn children or the fathers receiving any due process of law when the discussion is all about me, 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 the rights of a mom, and uh, that they have the right to do whatever they choose, even though it directly is impacting the other two individuals discussed. Keeping in mind, this is just the Constitution segment recap, um, and I'm glossing over quite a bit of the, the full discussion, which we talked about on Tuesday. We also then have to look at um, the equal protection of the law for the mother, child, and father. Again, something that we don't often focus on is the word protection of the law, because the government's job is to protect our liberties. So the law is supposed to be there to protect our liberties. There's not supposed to be laws that are there just to be a law to take away liberty. No. It's supposed to protect our liberties, our rights, as given to us by God, which include our right to life. And uh, it is the government's job, its sole purpose. The whole reason why government exists is just to protect those rights, including the right to life. Uh, that is uh, found in Article um, 14, Section 1 of the U.S., excuse me, the 14th Amendment, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution, and in Article 1, Section 2 of the Michigan State Constitution. So continuing on that discussion of which rights are involved in an abortion, you also have to look at the, the cruel and unusual punishment aspect to um, the situation. And there's cruel and unusual punishments involved to the child, if the child is being put to death, and to the father who's forced to sit on the sidelines and watch and not have a say in uh, anything as his child is being put to death. So uh, in order to look at where we're getting that, take a first look at the Eighth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Uh, also, the Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 16, which very clearly tell us that cruel and unusual punishments shall not be inflicted. But also, the thought, just put it this way, ending one's life, ending someone else's life is not acceptable in our country, in our state, unless it is in self-defense or it's punishment of a particularly heinous offense. But even so, look at that Michigan state constitution, and I'm really hammering on Michigan right now, but uh, many of you in other states will be able to look to your own state constitutions and see very similar provisions. 
in the Michigan State Constitution, Article 4, Section 47 says that no law shall be enacted providing for the penalty of death. So even though somebody might have been duly convicted of a particularly heinous offense, they still cannot be put to death as um, a matter of constitutional law. Then we need to look at that right to be free from bills of attainder. For those of you who missed Tuesday's full video or perhaps uh, were not quite following along with this particular segment, Black's Law Dictionary defines uh, bill of attainder as a special legislative act that imposes a death sentence on a person without a trial. So uh, basically where the government says we are going to give this certain class of individuals the sentence of death and you have no right to due process, you have no right to a trial beforehand. And that is specifically prohibited in the U.S. Constitution, um, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 3, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1, yes, twice, back to back in the U.S. Constitution. And of course, in our Michigan State Constitution, Article 1, Section 10. And uh, it's important to realize this because the punishment of death that is certain is for all of those unborn babies that uh, whose mother decided to go ahead with the abortion uh, process. So, man, that was a quick uh, review, but what does this all mean? Getting back to the question, true or false, the Michigan Constitution protects an unborn child's right to life and not a woman's right to abortion. Uh, I didn't point this out, but the words life do appear in the Michigan and U.S. constitutions. The word abortion, not so much. Certainly, there is no right to abortion written into the language of the Constitution. So yes, the answer is true. The Michigan State Constitution, as the U.S. Constitution does as well, it protects an unborn child's right to life and not a mother's so-called right to abortion. If you want more information on that, I would encourage you to watch Tuesday's full episode. I have included the link here for you. Um, and also uh, Whitmer's case documents can be found at the link I've provided on this screen as well. And mostly I'm assuming you're going to be going back and hitting pause and writing stuff down if you didn't get it anywhere else. But the description of this in the in the description of this video. I've also put those document links for you as well. But what about you? Do you want to join in this fight? I am going to write an amicus brief or participate in whichever procedural way possible to fight this fight. Do you want to join in? Do you want to have a say in the, the fight to, to defend the right to life? Well, you can add your name or your organization's name to the amicus brief I'm going to write uh, to defend that right to life is guaranteed by the Michigan Constitution by going to the form that is um, written down on this screen. And it is also written in the description of this video. Uh, I will go to the... Um, 
This is what it looks like. This is that form. It describes the case, um, gives you the background information. And it basically the question you're going to be answering uh, is started with this. The Michigan Constitution protects an unborn child's right to life and not a woman's right to an abortion. I asked the court to recognize this right to life as put forth in the brief filed by constitutional attorney Catherine Henry with Restored Freedom. So if you agree with that, that's the sentiment you want to put out there on this issue, you would click yes, you would fill out the rest of this form. Um, and it's easy for you to select, as you might be able to see right here, um, that uh, you can make this request on behalf of yourself or on behalf of your organization. Do you Are you a leader of a grassroots organization? Are you a member of a small church group? Uh, what about, are you a pastor or someone on the board of a church? Um, we need to hear from you. If you think your organization wants to join in this fight, to have your voice heard on this issue, let me know fill this uh, survey out. Again, you can also just do this as an individual and um, have your, I don't ask for very much uh, information here, but I do um, ask you to verify a few things just in case the court wants to know what kind of individuals I have included in. And um, again, this is just the information if you are filling it out on behalf of a organization, it's one or the other. Um, so, I uh, thank you very much for your continued partnership in this fight for freedom. I would ask for your prayers for guidance in um, my next steps to uh, put all this information out in front of whomever needs to hear it. And um, let me see here. I'm just checking with Okay, I just checked our comments. Um, I just wanted to uh, make sure there weren't any questions specifically on this week's Constitution segment recap. All the links, like I said, are in the slides that you can play back and pause if you need to, or go to the description of this video and you'll find them there as well. If you want to partner in this fight for defending the right to life, please take that 60 seconds and fill out that form so we can uh, include you officially in this fight for that right to life. Again, I'm constitutional attorney, Catherine Henry, and I thank you for joining me today. I encourage you to join me tomorrow for uh, Friday's Freedom Fighting Tools, Saturday to talk about what our highlighted Restore Freedom Goodie of the Week is, Sunday, of course, with our biblical insight, a more uh, in-depth discussion on what we talked about on Tuesday, and of course, next Tuesday, uh, at noon on our Rumble and Facebook and sometimes YouTube channels for episode 16 of Restore Freedom Weekly. And don't forget this coming Saturday, we have, uh, I have an online presentation. I'll be speaking um, uh, vicariously, I guess, uh, through the um, uh, Patriots and Pancakes uh, event that's going on in Michigan this weekend. My speaking time is roughly scheduled for 1130 in the morning. So I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you at that event as well. 
again, thank you so much for joining. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day and happy Easter.